Again, at this point, late in Lent, the gospel readings put particularly intense focus on some basic themes, things like desire for God, purification, increasing faith, and illumination. Themes that are relevant to each of us as Christians, and relevant especially for those in RCIA who are in their final preparation for the climactic moments of their reception of the sacraments at the Easter Vigil. And again, I want to encourage everyone to make it a point to commit to participating in the special ceremonies of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Easter Vigil on Holy Saturday night. And that Easter Vigil is always very moving for those who attend, and it's a great way to pray for the elect, our brothers and sisters, in our RCIA program. Today's gospel passage of the man born blind comes from chapter 9 of St. John's Gospel. To grasp a theme, however, I also want to go back to John 8 and pass through both chapters uh, to paint a picture. In this section of St. John, St. John chapters 7 through 10, Jesus has arrived in Jerusalem for the eight-day-long Festival of Tabernacles, also called Booths. It was an annual festival held in the autumn after the completion of the harvest season, and it was marked by pilgrimage, people making a great migration to join together in prayer and in celebration. The festival celebrated God's fidelity in providing for his people in the present harvest, and it celebrated the historical remembrance of his providing for them in the wilderness after the exodus. Given that people were gathering in large numbers and in limited space in the holy city, they had to build tents or booths for lodging for the festival. And those booths served not only the practical purpose of a lodging place, but also served to be an image and a reminder of the desert wanderings of their ancestors. Jesus arrives in Jerusalem for this festival. It is a chaotic scene due to all the people crammed in for the observance. But it also becomes chaotic in a different sense because of the confrontations and hostility Jesus faces there about who he is, who he claims to be, his identity. Appearing throughout John 8 and into today's selection from John 9, we see some prominent themes that I suggest are reminiscent of the book of Genesis, going back to the beginnings, themes of the creation, the fall, and God's plan for salvation. To make a quick pass through John 8, we find chaos and the disorder of hostility against Jesus in the holy city. Most especially is the chaos of hostility evident in the scribes and Pharisees who are opposing the Lord. And this chaos reminds us of what preceded God's creation in Genesis when the earth, it tells us, was formless and void. As his first act to bring order out of chaos, God said in Genesis, let there be light the first day of creation. The Lord Jesus reveals himself in John 8 to be the light of the world. In the midst of the chaos of the scene, he proclaims himself light. 
In Genesis, after the original sin that deforms our human nature, leaving it fallen and inclined to sin, Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, stand alone among creation, and they hide themselves from the sound of God's arrival. In John 8, after no one is without sin to cast the first stone at the woman caught in adultery, It says that the woman was left alone, standing before Jesus, which seems to replay the dilemma of the first man and woman in the garden, with Jesus now as the new Adam. At the end of John 8, as the hostility and disorder becomes most intense, it says there that Jesus hid himself and then left the temple area, calling to mind from Genesis, Adam and Eve hiding. And that can be viewed as the Lord recapitulating these significant moments of God's creation, the harm done by man's sin and his, God's, choosing to place himself into this same history in order to redeem it from within. With all these images and echoes of Genesis, with chaos, the creation, the fall, and the consequences of sin, we come then to John 9, today's selection. And here we have a man born blind. In other words, there is no light for him. He is in darkness and in darkness from the beginning. In other words, this is not one who formerly could see and then became blind, but he has been in darkness from the beginning. When we hear that from the beginning, it's always a hint of Genesis. I'm not making a scientifically precise observation, so don't get hung up on the beginning point of life, as we now know, being conception as opposed to birth. Simply acknowledge that to be blind from birth is a reference for this purpose that means the man has been in darkness from the beginning. And this can reinforce the theme of what has happened to mankind since the fall, since what is narrated to us in the book of the beginnings called Genesis. The man blind from birth serves as an image of mankind's fallen nature that blinds us to God blinds us to holiness and to spiritual realities. Why is the man blind from birth? The prominent religious idea of the time is that it is due to someone's sin, that it is punishment for sin. Again, sin brings disorder and chaos and lack of light, lack of vision. Just as Genesis tells us that God formed man from the dust of the earth after a mist had watered the ground and then man became a living being, what does Jesus do to heal the blind man and restore him? To maintain this theme of the interplay of creation and Genesis, the Lord makes clay of the earth using the moisture of his saliva and refashions the man's sight, and then tells him to wash in the pool. In Lent, those in RCIA preparing for baptism 
are being made ready to enter more deeply into the order of God, being refashioned, recreated by being washed and having the blindness of sin removed so that they see and are enlightened. Those of us already baptized have been washed, yet we know our dullness, our laziness, our slowness of heart to believe, to see. And with this torpor in mind, we have to keep battling against our fallen nature and experience ongoing conversion and reformation, a recreation by God's generous grace. Lent is a time for us, the baptized also. It is a time to confront the ungodly chaos in our lives, which is sin. It is a time to acknowledge our blindness, to be washed in confession, which restores us to baptismal grace. Our focus in this rich selection of God's word is not so much physical sight, but the connotation of sight that refers to faith and to the seeing of belief. Our sight is healed, purified, and made whole when we see the world as it truly is, when we see ourselves as we truly are. That is, when we see our need for God, when we admit the defect, the blindness of our sin, and seek to be healed so that we can truly see and live. Like the man born blind, upon being healed in both physical and spiritual sight, may we say with him, I do believe, Lord. And may we do as he did, and he worshipped him.